This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's News. Today's Talk, 640 Toronto. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us tonight. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellata, your host from singleinthecity.ca. Well, we have another double dose of romance coming your way tonight. A few weeks ago, if you recall, we had a chance to chat with two of the stars of The Love Club, a four-part movie series that started airing on Fridays in February at 8 p.m. Eastern on W Network and Stack TV. And if you've missed some of the episodes, you can find them on Stack TV. And tonight, we're going to be chatting with two more stars of The Love Club, Chantal Riley and Camille Stops. We'll be discussing the importance of having a support network why you need to work through things that are holding you back so you can find love and the effect that jealousy can have on relationships and so much more. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, ladies. And I just want you to know, okay, before you say hello, that I actually cried watching the first two Love Club movies and I also cried watching your movies. <laughs> I needed you to know that. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> they're just those feel-good movies right and I just I, I I got so much out of them and uh, I know others will as well so let's get to know your characters a little bit so Chantel you are Lauren in the love club and your episode aired on February 24th which can now be found on stack tv now who is mm -hmm. Lauren and what is her story all about so <clears throat> Lauren is, I would say, the, I like to call her the, the mom of the group. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she is actually the only one that is married and has a child. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but is currently going through a separation with her husband. Um, and, you know, she's dedicated most of her life to her family, which I feel like most um, mothers and wives do. Uh, but she had to put aside her dreams and goals of opening an art gallery. She's an art lover, loves to support the arts <clears throat> and find new talent. And her dream was to start this gallery um, and was about to until her husband or boyfriend at the time decided to pick up and move to another city because he got another job. Mm -hmm. That's putting her dreams on hold once again. Um, so you see through this, throughout her story is um, Lauren finding herself and putting herself first, despite, yes, of course, we know we have our kids that we love um, and, you know, our partners that we love and adore, but it's so easy to get lost in the sauce and lose who you are. And so you kind of follow her journey into rediscovering herself and putting herself first and doing what she loves. Love All it. while juggling, of course, the love life and ex-husbands and <laughs> yes possible relationships <laughs> your husband's really cute in the movie by the way <laughs> uh andrew <laughs> <laughs> now camille you play, <laughs> camille you play tara who will be featured in the love club and your episode will air on march 3rd so what can you tell us about tara and what can we expect to see during this movie yeah. Um, well, firstly, I want to say that there are parts of Tara that I, as a human, really identify with and admire about her. And there are parts that I've been working more towards in my life. 
Um, and some of that has to do with Tara being a deeply sensitive uh, human that has this hard exterior to protect that. So she's a strong, independent woman. And one of my favorite phrases to keep in mind with her is every asset has a liability. And that's what we see with her here. This strength that she has uh, is also her downfall in a way. So she's very direct. She's unapologetic in her truth and opinions. Uh, she's the one who kind of gives the tough love in the group dynamic uh, and doesn't shy away from that honesty. Uh, and the core of this strength is fear from her childhood experience. Mm -hmm. So she's so scared of love and the potential consequence of being vulnerable and what that opens up. And so she compensates for it through putting on this casual, strong front. Uh, and I have to say that Tara is a singer, which is beautifully one of the most vulnerable things that a human being can do is sing. Uh, and I think that says a lot about how deep her well goes in feelings and, you know, in herself. Yeah. And I, and I feel that a lot of people are emotionally unavailable out there and uh, it's hard for people to be vulnerable. And I feel like a lot of people will be able to resonate <laughs> with your episode for sure. Cause as a dating coach and matchmaker, I see this way too often. Right. So um, and I love, I love the ending and all of it. So a few weeks ago, right. Um, as I mentioned earlier mm -hmm. on, we also had a chance to chat with the other two stars of the love club. How will your two movies tie into theirs? Do you guys explore different themes, for example, or how can you explain that? Do you want to go for Chantel or should I? You can go, go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, what's beautiful about these movies is that it is a continued evolution for the characters. They they each grow throughout them. And they're kind of little kernels and lessons that have uh, that Barb wove into the stories for us. Um, so Tara experiences uh, little lessons throughout Nicole, Sydney's, and then Lauren's movie. And those lessons allow her to trust herself and to have and open up and be vulnerable in her movie. Um, for example, uh, Lauren and Tara, you'll see them have a few heart to hearts throughout the films. Mm -hmm. um, and that mm -hmm. allows for the final heart to heart that you'll see between those two characters in, in my movie. Um, because of those heart to hearts and the lead up of it, my character can sit there with Chantel and not shut off and not close down and not avoid how she's feeling, but allow Chantel, Lauren comes in and, and like holds her and hugs her. And um, I can receive that as Tara, she can receive that love and stay open and have that moment of love and connection. Uh, but it builds up to that through the movies. If we didn't have that before, I mean, I just keep my blinders on and stay as a wild horse, like running through the field, you know? <laughs> so mm -hmm. I think that it, <laughs> it progresses that way. Um, and I kind of wow, drop my headphones. Um, I also think there's a, I like to think of the progression for my character as a softening of her as a human being. So just like a slow opening up through living through these experiences and the courage that she sees her friends go through uh, and showing up for them and also seeing successful relationships happen around and, and these women working through these difficult things. Um, yeah, and finding their unique voices. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. that 
that's part of uh, the progression and the evolution. Yeah. And, and, you know, one common theme throughout the movie is the strong bond between friends. Why are friendships so important ladies? Cause that's what I love about the movies and I'm all mm-hmm. about friendships. Like your friends are so important uh, and you need to maintain mm-hmm. those relationships even when you're in another, like another relationship, right? Like, and, and some people just don't understand that. So um, maybe you want to answer that. Yeah. I mean, I myself have, you know, my core group of girlfriends that I love and I've been friends with since I was 16 years old till now. And having that bond and that sisterhood, really they're my sisters at this point. I wouldn't even call it friends. Um, it is so important because sometimes with friendships, it's a little bit deeper than your family relationships. And sometimes you could tell your friends things that you don't necessarily want to tell your mom or your dad or your siblings. And it's just a different level of vulnerability that you can be around your really good friends. And I love that. And I, I feel like with my friendships, I'm able to be my full entire self. But I'm also able to um, be held accountable on certain things. And I feel like that's so important is just having that accountability partner as able to say, you know what, maybe you shouldn't have said this or maybe you shouldn't have done that that way. And they kind of just keep you on that, that right track. Yeah, they ground you. They keep you grounded. Exactly. (laughs) It's that groundedness. Absolutely. Because sometimes, listen, girl, we be making some stupid decisions. Um, but (laughs) but if I didn't have my girlfriends to be like girl what the hell is wrong with you (laughs) you know what I mean and vice versa because I'll be calling them out too um then we would just be keep going in the same cycle over and over again just living that same mistake over and over again and dating the same boyfriend over and over again like we see with um with Sid's movie and Byron it's like girl let him go he's not it (laughs) you know what I mean and Having that camaraderie and having those relationships and having that groundedness allows us to grow as individuals as well. And so I, I'm a huge supporter of, of friendships, especially a sisterhood. I think it's so important that as women that we have that. It's very, very important. Tara, did you want to answer that as well? Sure. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more with what Chantel's saying. Um, I also have and have like consciously nurtured these female relationships, especially as I got older, I come from a big family. There's four girls and one boy. And so Mm -hmm. I was always surrounded by a lot of women, but, uh, as I became an adult, um, yeah, you can kind of step away from whatever like role you had, or you were given in your family structure. Um, it, that doesn't have to be what it is now. And you're open to this new world and these female friendships that, uh, that you invest in, they give so much. It's such a beautiful exchange. Um, and there's a depth that's available in the understanding of like what it is to be a woman, a female, to go through uh, and live in the world that we live in. Uh, and to even, even to understand inside yourself what it means to have lived the experiences of, of the world, like, and in our specific society, if that makes sense, like, 
uh, you're subjected mm -hmm. to a certain set of whatever decided rules, expectations, that's all put on you. And so, yeah, the women in my life uh, have offered such a depth and understanding. It's beautiful. I love it too, girls. I'm all about um, hanging out with the ladies and they always make me feel mm -hmm. better. And But I, I also Absolutely. tell them, if you have a bunch of friends giving you advice, listen to them, please. <laughs> listen to them don't avoid <laughs> advice that comes from your close friends especially when there are a few of them giving you similar advice it's time for a quick break and then when we come back we're going to chat about more long-term love with the love club you're listening to the dating and relationship show with laura bellata from singleinthecity.ca toronto's news today's talk 640 toronto we are back. It's Sunday night. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto with myself, Laura Bellata. Getting back to our chat on relationships worth keeping with Chantal Riley and Camille Stops, stars of the W Network original movie series, The Love Club. One of the things that Lauren mentions is to never give up on your dreams for anyone or anything. Ladies, I'm a huge advocate for this, right? <laughs> so let's talk about that. Why is it so important to be your true, authentic self in relationships? Go ahead, Lauren. We can start with you. Um, I mean, it's not uh, Lauren, but it's Lauren. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, I think it's it's best to be your true, authentic self because at the end of the day, who wants a fraud? <laughs> and I mean that speaking for myself. I mean, being authentic to me first. Um, I personally, this is something that I've learned while playing this role as Lauren, um, her being fearless enough to say, I'm, I'm going to do what I want to do because this is who I am. Um, I've had, you know, certain instances in my life where I've had to be like, you know, this, I'm just going to accept that this is who I am. This is me. I'm going to be my full self. I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine where I would say I'm so envious of people that are completely 100% real. They don't care what anybody has to say. They don't care what Instagram has to say or social media has to say about them. They are just living their most lives. And I think when you are that, you're the most free. So mm -hmm. I think being your true authentic self in a relationship, first starting with yourself, and then when you bring yourself into this relationship, you'll experience more freedom. And you could experience more truthfulness, I, I think, between yourself and your partner. And if you're coming with that energy, then <clears throat> I think it gives that, when you come with that energy, it allows your partner to respond with that same energy. Um, I'm a huge person of manifestation and whatever energy you put out there is what you receive. Mm -hmm, so if I'm going to come with my authentic self, I'm going to expect that that person is going to match that same authenticity of being who they truly are. Camille, uh, Camille, would you like to answer that as well? Um, I'll make a comment on it. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I came to this realization of um, I don't know, sometime in my late twenties, where where I was like, um, I felt like at that period I was living a lot for other people and and felt the pressure of other people's expectations. And, mm -hmm. and I wasn't being so true to myself. I was, I was, you know, giving, 
what other people wanted to them and denying my own voice. And then I had this realization that I was doing a disservice to everyone. Because if you can come in Mm -hmm. with yourself and your truth first, it leads and it opens that up to everybody else. That's, you know, leading Mm -hmm. by example or whatever. Um, It it opens that into your world. Uh, And then what a beautiful place to get to build from. Because if you're building a relationship from honesty, uh, Mm -hmm. that's such a strong foundation. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, that was a great Mm -hmm. comment. So, and also ladies, I mean, when both parties have their own interests and goals, it really does bring more excitement and variety to the relationship. I mean, imagine not having anything new to talk about. Things would get so boring. You need to keep your own identity, right? I mean, it helps helps you learn as a person, which makes the relationship stronger in itself because you're happier in general. Plus, when you can't be yourself, and and I, I, this is a personal thing, you know, when I've been stuck in relationships where I, I felt like I couldn't be myself, I grew resentful of that person. Mm-hmm. Resentment oh, sets yeah. Listen, we have one life to live. It's short, so live it how you want to live it. So don't give up on your <laughs> dreams. Who you are, it's important <laughs> for a happy relationship and for internal happiness as well. Now, Chantelle, your character is in the process of going through a divorce with a daughter in the picture. And I see both parties making an effort to get along for her sake. I love that about the Mm -hmm. movie. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's so important that you remain amicable for the children while going through a divorce or a separation? And if you both want to answer this, you can. But Chantelle, we can start with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, kids watch everything. And they see everything. And I think, you know, when it is my turn to be a mother, and, you know, God forbid, I go through the same thing Lauren does. The last thing I want to hear, the, one, the last thing I want my kid to hear is me talking negatively, negatively about their father. Because at the end of the day, that is their dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I want to be able to allow that child to see their father as the person that they should is, is he loving? Is he caring? Was he providing all those things? I want them to see him as the Superman that he is. And of course we have our, you know, our, well, Lauren, sorry, had her situation between um, herself and Peter where, you know, it just didn't really work out. Um, But at the end of the day, she didn't, she chose to not, you know, put him down. You know what I mean? She chose to give him the respect as the dad that he deserved. Um, he was and a I think dad. Are, he was a great dad. He loved her. Yeah. <laughs> He's and a good he dad. That. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and you see that like for the birthday parties and all that stuff and picking her up. And, you know, he, he always made an effort. And if he's coming with that energy, then of course, I'm, I'm not going to say, well, he's terrible. He's trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Out of my own ego from whatever we were going through, they don't deserve that. And so I think children deserve to see as much love as possible because that's something that they should be grounded in and, um, and something that they should have as their, at, at their core is being surrounded by love, knowing that both parents love them um, and knowing that both parents respect each other so that they could also learn respect. 
Yeah. And listen, it's not the kid's fight. It's your fight. And you shouldn't mm-hmm. pin them against each other. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Children are deeply affected by the actions and behaviors of their parents. And I've seen so many kids get messed up over it. So many. Mm-hmm. So please keep right. conflicts and negativity away from your children. Really? It's yeah. not their fight. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> now, this the divorce comes up with feelings of resentment because Lauren put her career on hold so that her husband could pursue his. Let's chat about mm-hmm. this resentment mm-hmm. in relationships. This is maybe something that you both may want to answer. How do you deal with this before it becomes a serious issue? Resentment in relationships. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I feel okay. like do you want to like answer it's... it. Do you want to answer? Sure. Okay, sure. Well, I'll answer yeah. a little. Mm-hmm. I'll do a short okay. answer. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's incredibly important to address resentment in relationships as soon as it starts to trickle in. But a beautiful mm-hmm. perspective is to say, what is this resentment teaching me? What's the thing that's right. below the resentment? Where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. Is it because mm-hmm. I'm not being true to myself? Is it because I have right. a need that isn't being fulfilled? Like, where's the resentment come from? And to recognize it and then to go deeper and to pursue mm-hmm. the truth of where it comes from. I feel like that's what I've learned about resentment in relationships and how important it is to deal with it right away. And that mm-hmm. it isn't a, a negative thing in that it doesn't have to stay negative. It can actually turn into a beautiful conversation, a, a joining, mm-hmm. a bonding, and it can allow you to get closer and to be seen more as a human. Like, yeah. Same with anger. Do you guys find that? Like, if I'm really mm-hmm. mad about something, it means a boundary has been crossed. And then I can step mm-hmm. back and have perspective and go, something is happening that you're not okay with. Mm-hmm. And thank right. you. I want that information. You but know? you know what? A right. lot of us, Camille, we bottle it up. We bottle it up inside. And this happened mm-hmm. last night with my partner. I was upset about something. And then we kind of got off the phone abruptly. And I said to myself, I don't want to go to bed like this. Like, I want to actually right. send a text at least to explain why I'm feeling this way. And so we sorted mm-hmm. it out. Whereas so many people Love go to that. bed angry and then it doesn't get sorted out. And why right. holding all that resentment or let things fester up inside when you just talk about them? Yeah. Yeah. It sounded I like you that. listened. I love that you did that. Yeah. yeah. You, had a, you had a need for a positive connection which whatever that represents like safety or like uh, closeness or you know everything's going to be okay and you and yeah you followed through and asked for it instead of letting yourself get all screwed up about it yeah yeah I I am an emotional person so I I just Mm -hmm. I don't like issues I don't like stress and I don't like problems so let's talk about it but then you know too you have to when you come up with a resolution you have to forgive and let go too you can't hang that that is so (laughs) important the forgiveness because Mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do is like okay we talked about it and then like three months later, five months later, you're bringing it back up again. Mm-hmm. And I think you're throwing it back in your partner's face all over again. And then you're yeah. causing the stress all over again. So like, when does the cycle end? But like you said, you made a choice. You said, I don't want to go to bed feeling this way. Let's talk about this. And you guys discussed it and hopefully, you know, resolve the situation. 
Yeah. And now you're able to like move forward from that and we you did. Know, put that aside as something. Yeah, it's beautiful. So now you've learned something else about each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? What I, not to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put it away um, and then, yeah, I put okay. it away and this morning. Everything's fine. It's like back to normal. There you go. And, you know, yeah. people need to understand, you know, resentment, anger, all these things are stressors that just add onto your body and cause illness. And that's the oh. last thing you need is anything like that is building up for years and years and years because you haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about it um, or to express how you felt about it. And it festers in your body and develops, unfortunately, into disease. You know, Mm. so I tell anybody that is having any kind of resentment or anything like that, let it go. Talk about it. If you need to find a therapist or a friend that you can trust to release that stuff, do it because the last thing you want is it to just, you know, manifest into something else yeah Yeah, i agree with all that um okay so this also leads into the idea of grass being greener on the other side and i see this a Mm. lot couples that jump to end things because they think they're going to find something better when what they really want is in front of them the whole time because this is what happened Mm -hmm. uh in your movie with lauren Um, Mm -hmm. but sometimes, you know, we need to just take a break to realize it. How do you feel about breaks in relationships? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm for it. (laughs) You know what? I think we we may have to go to break right now. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll answer this when we come back. Uh, we're chatting, um, with the stars of the love club movies on the W network and stack TV. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's news, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, and we're getting back to our chat tonight on lessons you can learn from the W Network original movie series, The Love Club, with two of its stars, Chantal Riley and Camille Stops. Now, before the break, I asked you guys a question, but we couldn't get to it. How do you feel about breaks in relationships? Sometimes breaks are needed. People are having issues. Sometimes people think the grass is greener on the other side, but then, hey, let's take a break and see where things go from there. How do you guys, what, what, how do you feel about breaks in relationships? Who wants to answer this? <laughs> breaks in <laughs> relationships. Okay. Yes. Chantal, you go first. <laughs> okay. If, okay. If you are married, I do not believe in a break in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, listen, unless that's your dynamic and you guys have, you know, your own little agreement with each other. Um, I think that's different because there are some people that have open marriages and all that stuff and woody wop. Um, but me personally, when I'm married, there is no break. What do you need a break from? Let's figure this out. You know what I mean? Um, you know, earlier we talked about resentment or holding things in and just something that upset us that we need to speak about or I think we should always be in communication if you are not feeling me right now or I'm not feeling you right now I need to know I don't want to wait till the last minute and then one of us goes out there and cheats or something like that god forbid um so I think like if you're married I feel like and this is my own personal opinion I think going on a break it's kind of a cop-out to me personally 
Um, I think if you are just like getting to know someone and you're dating, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it in that case. But sometimes you see people going on breaks while they're married and they be coming back with a kid. <laughs> okay. So yes. That's a whole other drama. That you're <laughs> coming back with a kid. <laughs> we don't you want see that. what I'm saying? Like, who <laughs> wants that? No, well, there's no and that's another- in marriage. Well, and that's another question that I wanted to ask you, ladies, and Camille, maybe you can answer this. So let's just say there was a break and there was a little hanky panky going on during this break. Does that constitute cheating? And oh, is that something that we can move past? Because I don't know if I can move past that. I, yeah. I Camille, Let, you want to? Okay. Sure. Yeah, Laura. Um, <laughs> I've, I've witnessed it in my friends, okay, where, oh. where some couple went on a break, but they didn't clarify or communicate well what the break was, if they were going to be hooking up with other people, if they weren't. Was it time for them? Was it time to explore other relationships? There was no, mm. no communication around that. So it was just this vague gray area. And then somebody assumes and thinks one thing and somebody assumes and thinks another, and then they get back together and they have more problems than when they started with because they weren't transparent from the very beginning. But can I also say with breaks, I think that often we as humans, when we're committed and in something and say something hard or difficult comes up, we end up Mm -hmm. having this picture of an ideal that's outside of ourselves. And mm-hmm. it's easy to idolize and and think of something in a perfect, almost 2D kind of way, and then not go further than that. But in terms right. of the grass is always greener, if you play that out, and then you realize, oh, well, you know, after the honeymoon phase with that person, uh, I might actually feel differently. Or maybe mm-hmm. this stuff that I'm dealing with now is because I haven't been completely honest about what I need or what I want. So like the grass is always greener is such a, it's an interesting thing to be able to go into fantasy and to think about mm-hmm. what you want. And it provides a good space to go, well, what do I need to work on from where I'm at now? Because you're not going to mm-hmm. necessarily get it in another relationship. You may just be somebody then that ends up going from relationship to relationship and, and, and is take, long. And taking on other, minutes. and taking on other people's problems too, along the yeah. way. <laughs> exactly. Don't tell you want to answer that quick. <laughs> yeah. Who wants more problems? <laughs> My own problems to deal with. I don't need your problems and the other person that you're dragging along into this relationship. Um, yeah. Like the grass is always greener thing. Like you said that, Camille, you said it so wonderfully, like the fantasy of thinking it's going to be better over there. What if it's like this or what if I do like that? I mean, we've seen, and we've heard, you know, people that lead their spouse to go with their, you know, mistress or their whatever person, side person. And then it turns out to be trash, garbage, you know what I mean? Just like all burns and then they come crawling back, you know what I mean? So it's it's not always greener, unfortunately. Um, and communication is key. If you guys have a healthy communicative relationship, then you'll be able to nip whatever that is that may lead to um, a break in the butt. Um, so you'll get it before you can even get there because you guys are being open and you're being honest um, with each other, what you guys need from one another so that you don't have to try to find it from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Now, and Tara, mm-hmm. it, okay. Tara's mother tells her in the movie, 
you can't experience heartbreak until you experience love. Oh, yeah. Emotionally unavailable. And, and I wrote that one down, ladies. <laughs> I thought it was a powerful one. Because I do. Yeah. I think it's a powerful statement. She's always been mm-hmm. afraid of putting herself out there because of abandonment issues from her youth, which so mm-hmm. many people struggle with today. I am telling you, so many people are emotionally unavailable, but they need to get past mm. issues, their problems. First, they have to recognize they have a problem and then get the help that they need to move past. Now, do you think that it's important to open yourself up to love? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I have so much <laughs> compassion. It's such a powerful statement. And um, you know what? Beautifully, it's so aligned with how powerful Michelle, who played... Uh, Nadine, my mother, um, was in real life. Like she had this beautiful perspective and wisdom on the world, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to work on understanding yourself and developing conviction in oneself, that deep, like unwavering belief. So that can act as the foundation for when you're ready Mm -hmm. to open up. It's like, know thyself so well first and lay that out and be everything we've just talked about, like open, honest, forthcoming with that. So that when you're ready to open up and you have to be ready and you have to actually want to open up and have that with somebody um, Mm. that you can, and that we can take responsibility for ourselves in this way. You know, it's so beautiful to open yourself to love and people are so scared because it's so vulnerable. And if you're opening yourself up that far to love, then it means you can get hurt that far in the other direction. Mm. And it means, it means you have to trust people. And that's yeah, it's such a vulnerable place to be. Yeah. Now, but, but the on. rewards of love make it worth it. We need to take a break ladies. And uh, when we come back, we're going to hear more from these amazing ladies and the lessons that they can teach us or the lessons that the love club movies can teach us when we come back. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's News. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night. You're listening to AM640 Toronto with myself, Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, and my special, beautiful, amazing guests tonight, Chantal Riley and Camille Stops, stars of the upcoming W Network original movie series, The Love Club. Ladies, I love this interview. You guys are so freaking cute. Um, uh, <laughs> so cute in the movies too, let me tell you. I love that Tara's friends were being her biggest cheerleader because they wanted her to meet someone and find the happiness that she was holding herself back from. But as she, you know, as she grows, she starts to realize that she was falling in love even though she didn't know her potential match that well, right? She didn't know him too well. Do you believe in love at first sight? Do you, or that you can fall in love with someone that early on? Because it seemed to have happened really quick, quick. And it does happen Ooh. for people. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, it's such a good question. I, so, okay. Camille, you I, go first. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like at our core, we intuitively know everything from the beginning stages of the first few dates. I don't. I don't believe in love at first sight, but I believe in a connection or a thing between two humans that goes 
whoa. And whether that's like being on the same page as somebody or like, um, I don't know, a, a peaked interest or like something that's, that connects you. I believe in that. And then I believe it's an, about a choice. Do I want this particular person with their particular set of challenges? Because everybody's going to have some issues that they're dealing with that you will get to know and you'll get involved with. Yeah. But, but that's the mm -hmm. problem. You, you, you're not figuring out people's issues right away. So, so no. people that fall in love quickly, what, what are you falling in love with? Like you're putting someone on a pedestal <laughs> and you, you don't know much about them. Like you don't even know if you guys are compatible. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a big yeah. believer in love at first sight, but um, would you like to answer that as well? Yeah, I agree. I don't believe in love at first sight. Um, I believe you could like somebody really like uh, a lot because they look yes. good. Lust, lust <laughs> at first like, sight. Lust at first sight. <laughs> you know, exactly. I think it's more so that in the day. Me personally, I would have to say, like, let's be real, guys. The, the first thing that we see in a person is how they look. You know what I mean? So maybe that's what you're falling in love with. Their yeah. amazing body or beautiful eyes or hair or whatever that is. Um, but no, I think, you know, spending time and with someone, I do believe in like synergy and like energies and, you know, um, all of that, but I do still think that takes time, um, to get to know someone and, um, really fall in love with who they truly are. Um, I think it's dangerous yeah. to just say, oh, I just met this person today and now we're in love and we're going to get married in a week. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't believe in that either. Really well, a lot more problems. <laughs> I, I was watching the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee documentary, and I didn't realize mm -hmm. that they got married after four days. And I, really? I truly <laughs> feel like they loved each other watching that. So, <laughs> but mm. I mean, I don't know. It seemed like there was some well, trauma. Fortunately, or... that didn't end up too. Yeah, it didn't end up <sighs> well. <laughs> But they did last a few Take years. Your time <laughs> All right. Oh. Which, yeah. Which members of the love club do you see yourself in the most and why? Camille, we'll start with you. Um, honestly. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Camille. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. Um, honestly, I see myself in Tara the most for sure. Uh, okay. I, I mean, <laughs> I spent a lot of time with her, but I also see that, that, that absolutely. But bits of all of them to be honest, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I'm very loyal to a fault sometimes like Sydney is, um, mm -hmm. I'm romantic. I, I love romance. Like I'm always to, to my partner. I'm always like romance, romance, let's have romance. Let's, let's do something romantic. <laughs> I want a romantic gift, like whatever. I'm always, always pursuing that. Um, uh, and then I also know the dance of sacrifice that Lauren goes through. And I feel like every woman knows it for something, you know, how, mm. so how to take care of yourself and then be able to take care of others. And mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that, that thing, I spoke with a spiritual guide <laughs> this year and, and she gave me this phrase, no more sacrifice. And I've just been sitting mm. with it and like watching you know, where I deny myself or where I, or where I give up without someone even asking where I'll give up myself. 
for somebody else. So mm. I also so identify with that. You look just looking yeah. at you, you look like you like romance. And I'm also mm-hmm. uh, a big fan of sentimental gifts, like romantic sentimental gifts. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say I identify first with Lauren um, when it comes to the dream aspect, especially. Um, I am a huge person of chasing their dreams. I have this saying of dream, play, dream, pray, believe, and receive. That's kind of like my, my motto within myself. Um, if you don't have a dream or vision, you can't really obtain anything. Um, so I think just having that dream of something that you want um, and fighting for it is so, is so important. And I love seeing that in Lauren and her making that decision to say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to get what I want. Um, so I love that about her. I love how maternal she is with her friends and, of course, with her child. Um, I feel like I have a lot of nieces and nephews, so I feel like that kind of kicks into me sometimes. And I feel like that with mm-hmm. my friends, too. I, I have to I feel like I'm always protecting them and making sure everybody is okay. And, yeah, you know, even on set with the girls, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> everybody good. Yeah. You need a shoulder to cry on. You need a hug. I'm here. Um, so that I feel like is, but I also feel like with Nick, when it comes like the super romantic stuff, I can be a sucker for that too. (laughs) Big time. I have my moments of, you know, old sappy, like romance movies or shows and (laughs) wanting the happy endings all the time. Well, I definitely had a good try on for your movies. They were really fantastic. Everybody (laughs) tunes in to watch them. Um, So thank you everyone for joining us to chat about all things love and romance this month. Love is definitely in the air. Don't forget to catch the next Love Club movie on Friday, March 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern on the W Network. And the other three Love Club movies you can uh, that you may have missed, you can find them on Stack TV. And let us know which one that you're most excited to watch. You can find me at uh, Official Laura Bellotta on Instagram and TikTok. And ladies, where can people learn more about you? Uh, you can grab me on Instagram at Camille Stops. Yep. How do you spell that, honey? C-A-M-I-L-L-E-S-T-O-P-P-S. It's like a stop sign with a (laughs) (laughs) P-S. And Chantel, how do they find you? You can find me on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, My handle is Chantel underscore Riley. C-H-A-N-T-E-L underscore R-I-L-E-Y. Well, you ladies have been absolutely lovely. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next Sunday. Ciao for now.